Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Berzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punic, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern Gerald Wright here Friday, March 10th here as uh, unfortunately last night spring mills run in the girls basketball state tournament came to an end uh really they just ran out of gas 59 51 as they fell to number one wheeling park uh but it was a pretty good all-around game by the cardinals uh when it comes to scoring we saw in the in the first game it was really just kyla dandridge but but last night it was kyla dandridge that she had 16 points reagan etzel Registered a double-double with 12.17 rebounds and five blocks. Corinne Etzel scored 11 points. They finished the season at 21-1, and but with their young core, they'll definitely be back in Charleston next year, guys. Yeah, it was just uh, tough on how it ended because at one point in the game, Spring Mills was in control, up by 19. They started to struggle late in the Second quarter allowed a uh, 6-0 run to end that quarter to only be up by 13 at halftime. But still, you thought things were going pretty well overall for the Lady Cardinals and that maybe an upset was brewing, which obviously we were hoping for here in the Eastern Panhandle. But uh, the the biggest difference was that they were able to keep Bordis in check in the first half from Wheeling Park. And then in the second half, she does or she did what she does best for the she most had part. over 20 points yeah. she had zero points for a long time yeah. like i can only imagine the now girls basketball gatorade state player of the year in the state if they hadn't kept her to zero points she could have been up in the 40s yeah she's a great player and that that was the biggest difference as soon as she got going was when things changed and the momentum shifted over to wheeling park i still think it was a great season obviously for spring mills nothing to be uh ashamed of it was a undefeated season up until yesterday and the team for the most part other than McIntyre and Griffin will all be coming back and I do believe uh Olivia Bolduc was sick she didn't start the game I heard on the broadcast last night that someone was sick so I'm making the presumption that it was Bolduc I didn't hear exactly who it was but if she didn't start and she started all year obviously it makes more sense to be that way uh, but unfortunately, they fall yesterday, and their season comes to an end. But they had a heck of a season, and I think you use that as momentum going into next year. They got a very good seed comparatively to the last two times they had been in the tournament, though they just definitely deserved a, a number three, number four seed instead of a number five seed, I think. And I think it shows how they played last night against the number one team for a good portion of that game. Yeah, I think that um, you know moving forward, they will continue to be uh, a team now that you can say has a legit chance to win at a state championship in the next two years uh, with this core that they have currently. And, you know, it's tough to do that with freshmen and sophomores. But now that they'll be, you know, juniors, sophomores, and some seniors, um, I think this team will, will start to take that next step over the next couple of years and have a good shot to win. 
um, a state championship. And, uh, yeah, I think yesterday's game proved that. If they were to go out and, you know, not have a chance to win at all in the game and, and just got blown out from start to finish, uh, you probably wouldn't have that much confidence about Spring Mills moving forward. Like, yeah, they can dominate around the Eastern Panhandle, but maybe they can't do it on the state level. Um, it appears, though, that they definitely can compete with some of these top teams in the state. So how do they take the next step moving forward? And I think Coach Goski's program is in a great position. Um, they clearly have, you know, a lot of young talent. I think they'll continue to get better and, uh, you know, be one of those teams next year that you probably see in the preseason top five, top four, uh, and be a, a contender to win it all next year. And uh, they can take this experience that they got this year down there in Charleston and continue to build on it. And I think this team will hopefully be able to win a state championship, at least make it to the state championship in the next couple of years. I think the biggest part of last night's game was that uh, Reagan Edsel made a huge impact because she didn't make that big of an impact in her first game down there as a freshman, but a double-double, 12 points, 17 boards, nine offensive, eight defensive, and then those five blocks in the game to go along with two steals. I think that her presence in this game is going to be what makes Spring Mills a force to be reckoned with the next few years. I completely agree. We saw that throughout the entire season when she averaged a double-double. Her youth and uh, just gaining that experience and gaining even more experience over the offseason, it, it's going to be fun to see her the next few years as well as the uh, rest of this young group of the Lady Cardinals. And, you know, we talked when we had Coach Gosk on the other day, you know, I was looking at those points numbers, all those little that little corner thing, points in the paint, points off turnovers, second chance points, fast break points. And, you know, we talked about points off turnovers was a big catalyst for their win, uh, 42-39 in the first round against Cabell Midland. Um, you know, they, they scored more in the paint this game, 20 points to 14 points, but they had six less points off turnovers, 17 to 11, and then seven less points, second chance points, uh, uh, 16 to 9. And it was an eight-point game. So I think that those two factors – uh, were a big part of it, but those scoring droughts as well. They had a few, a couple, at least two, multiple minute scoring droughts. Anything, guys? I mean, I don't really feel like there's anything to build off that point. It it's accurate. Other than that, I don't know where to go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to win games when uh, you know you go on multiple drought scoring because, as we know, basketball is a game of runs. So. Um, if you're not clicking while the other team is and you you know have less good runs than the other team uh, even if you build yourself you know a nice lead like spring mills did it's going to be tough to hold on to that lead especially against a quality team like wheeling park so you know i think overall though this was a successful season for the cardinals undefeated regular season make it uh to the quarterfinals semifinals uh, Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, semifinals. So, I mean, you make it to the semis. Um, you know, you're you're in the game. You have a lead. Obviously, you're disappointed with how things turned out last night. But overall, you're going to be back next year, probably continue to get better. And you saw the, the jump they made from last year to this year. I mean, last year they were a good team, but they were still competitive with the rest of the teams around the area. This year – if they would have lost a game in the EPAC, it would have shocked us. Uh, the world would have ended tomorrow or something because it just it seemed 
uh, you would have had to woke up from your dream or whatever because it just seemed that crazy. I mean, that's how good they were around here. So imagine how they're going to be next year. I mean, with a whole another off season to get better, play AAU, you know, whatever these girls like to do in their off season. Um, this is going to be an even better team. It's it's going to be crazy to see. I think next year, and they were already fun to watch and really talented this year. So. Uh, they'll continue to get better, and I think uh, they'll be right back in the same situation next season. Can they make a run, though, will be the the real, uh, I guess, question. Yeah, and, you know, looking at last year, they didn't make it out of the quarterfinal round as they lost to Morgantown 49-25. And this year they make it into the semifinal round, so one step closer and you still bring your core back. So an exciting future for girls basketball at Spring Mills. And uh, we'll see what happens on that front next uh, next season, obviously. But uh, it was it was a heck of a season here in girls basketball. Uh, do you guys want to give your way too early EPAC girls basketball rankings for next year? Nick, you put that topic on there. Yeah, well, I think we, we thought about it, and it might not be the best time to talk about all that stuff toward this point because there's a lot that could change. So... We obviously believe that Spring Mills will be number one. Um, but following that, it, it's still very open. I like, you know, I think we'll see some development, but I don't want to necessarily say somebody's going to be last at this point, I guess, Spencer. All right. I just thought you had it on there, so I thought you were ready to go on that topic. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience by your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. For more on our side of this break, we'll talk West Virginia Mountaineers. Unfortunately, they fall last yesterday in the quarterfinal round of the Big 12 tournament. But the season's not over. We'll talk about, uh, give predictions on where they could be seated in uh, the NCAA tournament that begins next week. Uh, plus, we'll talk some other college hoops action. Uh, shocking uh, departure of a head coach where a Shepherd women's basketball player transferred to. We'll kind of discuss maybe what happens there. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. 
At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Sure with it was warm today and not rainy slash snowy. Also, those kids got a free day off today. Yes, they did. No snow whatsoever. Maybe some flurries fell this morning. I didn't morning. see any this morning. But uh, free all day off school today here in Berkeley, Jefferson. Morning. and Did Jefferson get off too? I don't know if Jefferson did or not. I know Morgan. You said Morgan got off. Berkeley, Dylan Jefferson. Dylan said Morgan. Oh. I said Berkeley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting there. But uh, let's talk some college basketball. The Mountaineers, unfortunately, fall yesterday in the Big 12 quarterfinal as Gerald over there doing some weird stuff. Still jamming out to California girls. Uh, but they fell 78-61 to the number one seeded team, Kansas, as, as the number eight seeded team. Emmett uh, uh, Eric Stevenson led the way with 13 points, 11 for Trey Mitchell and Eric Steven, or Joe Toussaint, excuse me. Emmett Matthews Jr. with 10. Jimmy Bell, though. What's happened to Jimmy Bell? What do you mean? He's not scoring at all. He used to score, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten points a game, and now he can't even get in the scoring column. Just other guys stepping up, I guess. He I played nine minutes. He's in the doghouse. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, but seven rebounds for Trey Mitchell to lead the way on the team. Uh, but they unfortunately fall against a very, very good Kansas team, a Kansas team that could win the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, obviously I wanted WVU to win, but – I'm not that frustrated in this loss one because you kind of knew it was going to happen because Kansas is a better team. But the, the way they played, you can't be frustrated with. They only had 13 turnovers. It's not too bad. They made their free throws, even though they didn't get to the free throw line, I guess, as much as you'd like. But they still shot over 40%. It just comes down to the fact that Kansas shot better from everywhere. I mean, they shot over 50%. It's tough to beat a team that does that so you already knew you were in it would be great to get the upset and gain some more momentum but now instead you just get a little bit more rest going into the ncaa tournament which sometimes is better for some teams yeah i guess that's what about there, i just think that's a funny way of looking at i it. mean it, it's happened before what was it a few years ago when texas tech made the final four they were a first round exit in the big 12 tournament by wvu that's true so, I mean, it, it can be beneficial, but I don't think WVU will be in the Final Four. Uh, I didn't say that either. <laughs> they are, according to Joe Lenardi, 
According to Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, uh, they are slated to get the number nine seed and play Iowa, who's the number eight seed, in Birmingham in the first round games and be in the south region bracket, which would take place in Louisville. Right, and still a lot to be played out. And also, Lenardi typically gets all the teams right, but not necessarily who they're playing or where they're playing. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. But, uh, you know, there's some excitement going on right now. I mean, Rutgers is leading Purdue, so, you know, big upset potentially there. I know Rutgers has already knocked them off at least once this year. So, I mean, this is the the best time in, in college basketball, WVU, uh We'll be dancing in March. They will be dancing, but how long is the question? That is true. If they are an eight nine seed, and we really haven't seen them competitive against you know similar type team like Kansas, will be a number one seed most likely. Um, you know, depending on who they draw in that second round, it, it that's probably as far as you could say they would go. I guess round of thirty two because it's technically the first round is the second round because you had the playing games, but. Um, I think WVU uh, has gotten a lot better it seems like throughout the season seems like they're playing better basketball but not as good as you need to be playing in March um, especially against you know top tier teams yeah I agree I'd love to see them be a team that could make a run maybe into the sweet 16 excuse me elite 8 almost combine those for some reason but you see some confidence finally with the team but i don't think you see enough talent yet to go up and compete as of right now if they are a nine seed and win have to go and play a one seed and win in round two it'd be great depends on the one seed though it does and right now alabama fan exactly alabama would be that one seed according to party so and we've seen oklahoma blow them out but right. that, that's really the only blowout they've had i mean there's a few other teams that beat them but they're all ranked teams yeah Yeah. uh so you mentioned there nick last check 11 minutes left rutgers up against the fifth ranked team in the country purdue 17 10 in the big 10 quarterfinal other games going on today is the aac quarterfinals uh number one houston against east carolina Uh, we think houston's going to get a number one seed obviously if they continue to win i mean they're number one right now so i don't think it really matters but you know how far or how good are they I think they're a tough team to judge because um, they play in the American, you know, and the American isn't really that tough of a conference. It's a decent conference, but there's nobody that you know, jumps off the paper at you, and they're not really dominating in their conference uh, as much as maybe you'd want them to. I mean, they're winning the games, but I don't know. Houston's definitely a tough team to judge, uh, even though they're number one, and I know they've had some success over the last few years building toward this one spot. Um but, I mean, I think it's an interesting year. It's definitely a year where you don't really have a favorite. Maybe it's Kansas because of the tradition and the fact that they won last year. But it's pretty open, and I'm excited about this tournament. Maryland plays tonight against Indiana. That should be a You good speak game. of Maryland. I look at the CBS Sports Bracketology done by Jerry Palm. Uh, it's got the uh, same area that, that Lenardi has WVU in in Birmingham. Uh, but it has Maryland as the A seed taking on WVU. That that would be an intriguing matchup if we get that. That'd be fun. I think a lot of people would be excited about that from both sides, and especially if they get to play, you know, on the East Coast, whether that be in Birmingham or Birmingham's not the East Coast, or well, the East. 
eastern part of the country. This would be the south, southern southeast. region, though. Yeah, right. But that's closer to Maryland than if they were to go to, like, San Diego or something or whatever that's it true. is. Yeah. Like when they put WVU and Marshall in San Diego, California. It Thank didn't make you. any sense at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, some other big games today. I, I think you look at these games against the, these two rank, the ranked teams that face each other in semifinal or quarterfinal rounds. Um, you look at in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament, number 17, Tennessee, against number 25, Missouri. That is going to be a big seeding seating thing because if, if Missouri knocks off Tennessee, that's going to obviously drop them and where they would be seeded in the NCAA tournament. And Tennessee is really kind of – Collapsed. Started to fall off. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at uh, the Big East semifinal, number six, Marquette against number 11, UConn. That's a big game tonight. Or, yeah, tonight is 6.30. 7 p.m. We'll have the ACC semifinals, number 21, Duke, number 14, Miami. Uh, Colin, you were rocking the sweatshirt earlier today. 9 p.m. in the Big East semifinal, number 24, Creighton, Creighton against number 15, Xavier uh, in the Big 12 championship semifinal, number 22, TCU against number seven, Texas. Uh, you know, those are just some of the big games going on today in the conference tournaments as uh, it's champ week. Yeah, it doesn't matter too much, I think, at this point. I think for the most part, we kind of know what seed these teams are going to be getting unless you're on the bubble um, or if you're in a mid-major. I think that's when things matter a little bit more i mean you want to go on a run and, and win your conference championship because it will help your seating but uh unless you're like a upset type team that wasn't expected to win the conference it, it's not super significant i think at this point of the year most teams have already kind of submitted their resume um especially if you're ranked at this point in the year yeah uh but uh we'll turn our attention to some news that could that just came out earlier this morning, uh, announced around 11.30 a.m. that could uh, potentially put a former Shepherd player back in the transfer portal because we know what happens when a coach leaves a school. It appears that all the players, not a lot, of, not all the players, a bunch of players will enter the transfer portal as uh, this morning Marshall announces leadership changes for women's basketball. Women's basketball head coach Tony Kemper has decided to accept the same position at Central Arkansas, thus resigning his position with the Thundering Herd women's basketball team. And that uh, leaves Abby Beeman once again in flux. Yeah, first of all, it seems like this might be a, a move that was more so that Coach Kemper was potentially forced down and kind of already knew that he was going to be on his way out uh, if he didn't win the conference tournament. Um, yeah, I like Coach Kemper. I always have. I do too. Great guy to work with. Um, and I always liked what he did with the program, but we'll see how Marshall moves forward. They hadn't really had much postseason success, so I can understand it from that perspective. But also, um, you know, he consistently brought an exciting level of play to the Marshall women's basketball team. So best of luck to him uh, with his future there. And um, for the move, or, or I guess will Abby Beeman stay or go, I mean, really, I, we can't really answer that because we're not Abby Beeman. But um, I think it would make a lot of sense for her to still be at Marshall because, one, it's an in-state school. It seems like a lot of in-state players want to stay in the state if they have the opportunity to, so they're – families can still watch them play and stuff like that so um i think she'll probably stick around for her final season um but 
you know, we'll see who Marshall goes out and gets it. And obviously that could change. We know she had a ton of interest um, when she was playing at Shepard. 50-some schools reached out to her. Yeah, and that was at the D2 level. So, you know, after proving that she can play at the D1 level, she might have a ton of interest and she may decide to leave. But I think, you know, there's a lot of things to consider their education. You've now go on, you've now grown a connection probably at Marshall. So it would make a lot of sense for her to still be in a Marshall uniform next season. But obviously that's up to Abby, and I'm not Abby Beeman. Yeah. You just can't tell. Uh, so Marshall's athletic director was quoted as saying, Quote, we are extremely grateful to Coach Kemper for the development of our women's basketball program as well as the 11 years of coaching and teaching he provided to the student-athletes he served. We sincerely wish him and his family the best as he pursues, pursues this new opportunity at Central Arkansas. As Marshall moves, this is not a quote, but I guess it is. To, uh, we'll read the quote. As Marshall moves forward, Spears says his focus is finding a candidate to take the Thundering Herd women's basketball program to a championship level in the Sun Belt while building excellent excitement within the community. Uh, as we prepare for the future of w- her Marshall women's basketball, we're grateful for the tremendous community, our campus leadership, and for the um, – lost my space here and for the championship opportunities in the Sun Belt we know these attributes will help us recruit some someone who shares our goals of building a championship program that is connected within our community while ensuring that our student athletes have a remarkable experiences while they are here at Marshall um, not this is nothing this is not me reporting anything but I think a person that you'd want to look at if you were uh, athletic director uh, Christian Spears Stay within the state. Go down to the D2 level. What D2 women's basketball coach just won a national championship last year's in the NCAA tournament right now? Glenville State at yep. Kim. Kim Stevens at Glenville State. I think that could be somebody that could be a target because, I mean, it's within the state. Obviously, the state sees, you know, they. I'm assuming they, you know, Marshall – uh, from what I understand, Marshall did scrimmage them in a, in a closed scrimmage. Does she want to move? Yeah, but, I mean, it's a move up. It is a move up. It's a new challenge. It doesn't mean that she wants to, though. No, it doesn't mean, but I'm saying that's a good person to keep your eye on for this job. This is, that's not me reporting anything or anything because I don't, I don't know, but I think that's somebody that could be a good, a good person to take that role, Nick. I mean, most definitely. I think that's the key word there was championship. You know, Marshall really hasn't had postseason success under coach Kemper. He's had solid teams that have made the tournament and, uh, maybe one around or two, but even sometimes they've had some games in the postseason where you thought they had a good chance to win and then came up short. So, um, you know, I think it, it made sense at this time, and we'll see if they can, you know, make some upgrades and move forward with this program. But uh, for Coach Kemper, he's going to Central Arkansas. He's where be, he used to coach. Sugar Bear. Yeah, he used to coach there back in the day, but that'll do it for this segment of it's the cool sports. Mascot. It is a school mascot. This'll do it for this segment of the sports mix. Lachlan Sugar Bears. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Captain's and designer betting outdoor living his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackwells away. Go to Orsini's.com for more on the side of this break. We'll talk some NFL. A lot of moves coming out here. You're tuning in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. 
We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we count you down to the weekend forgot to say the ncaa selection sunday show uh will be on the air sunday from 6 to 8 p.m uh from westwood one and then we'll have a plethora of nc almost all the first four and the first round and second round games will be on the air next week we'll miss uh i think the beginning of it beginning of the games and they'll go in between games because that's how westwood one does their coverage guys as uh you know obviously a lot of games going on yeah but uh, (laughs) i will miss the first hour every day or on thursday and friday with the sports mix which might as well announce it now nick or not nick colin you'll be out next thursday and next wednesday thursday and friday uh so it'll be just nick and i next week and uh and gerald and gerald that's true um but uh i got you (laughs) you just have to talk more then uh, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun next few weeks here on the on Talk Radio WRNR with all of the um, all the the college basketball March Madness on that you could want. Uh, we just won't have the first first four game or the the third technically I guess third second on, or first on Wednesday because we'll have our first baseball game at six he p.m. Said too many numbers there. I did. Me. Uh, the first four first, games second, that is slated third. for 6, 15 p.m. on Wednesday will not air due to baseball. baseball. There you go. But we'll be able to get back in the second game. So, 
Uh, but it should be a fun uh, next, uh, I guess, three weeks or so here on Talk Rated WRNR. Let's move on now to some NFL news. Got word uh, after 11 a.m. from Adam Schefter that uh, Adam Thielen has been or will be released from the Vikings. And Nick, you already want them. You already want him to be signed to the Baltimore Ravens. You put that in there. Thielen to Baltimore. Well, want is a strong word. I don't know. That what seems I like believe will wanting. happen. It just makes sense. I mean, the Ravens, what do they do? Signed washed up old receivers to come play for their football team. This is a Ravens move. 32 year old guy that um, is definitely can still play, but how well can he play? Right? I mean, I mean, and this just seems like a Ravens kind of move to me. Veteran receiver. Can he play? Can he not? Mike Wallace. It worked out for a year. Steve Smith, it worked out for about a year and a half. So, I mean, like, these are the kind of moves that they make. And I just think it would make sense. Do I love it? No. Would I hate it? No. Being like, a okay. I mean, he's been down since 2020, but 2021 compared to this past year of 2022, he had more catches, only 10 less yards, but four fewer touchdowns. Yeah, and he's a number two receiver, too, which is the thing. Exactly. Uh, and he used to be the number one before Jefferson obviously got there. So, well, I guess he's always been a number two. Stephon Diggs was there as well. So, um, you know, I mean, he's an aging number two receiver. If he came to the Ravens, he would be their number one, hypothetically. Um, but they don't know what their quarterback situation is, so I don't know if he would even want to come to the Ravens. Maybe he goes to the Packers, you know, stays in the NFC North. Uh, and if Rodgers is there or goes to the Jets, probably not. They have some young guys. But, I mean, like, something like that can make some sense. So uh, he can still play, help a team out, but um, don't know how many more years he has left uh, at 32. Maybe two more really good seasons. And then after that, probably see a, an even bigger drop-off. But I just thought it, it could be a landing spot for him. Yeah, I mean, I like that to be a potential landing spot. Um, also, just saw this news roll across the timeline. Brock Purdy, they did, in fact, undergo surgery. Or he did. He has gone under un, underwent surgery, successful surgery on his elbow, uh, is anticipated the UCL repair uh, with internal brace, uh, he'll begin throwing in three months and build up strength from there. So that's big news that I just that just came across the timeline, guys. Will he be ready by the start of the season? Though is the obvious question. I think it and gives you some optimism that he's going to start it, it throwing does. in June. It does, but at the same time, some. there's still some competition there. You, you, you don't know what route San Francisco's. Gonna it seems like uh, it's not going to be Jimmy G, but you still got some competition in San Francisco. Right. I mean, you used a high draft pick on Trey Lance. So uh, to just completely move off of him would be, you know, interesting. And I think, though, also, you know, Purdy, even if he's throwing in June, I don't, I don't know if he'd be ready with a pretty significant injury to start the season in September. Um, that may be a big ass. Maybe by, you know, midseason or so he could come back. Uh, but I would also say that out of the three quarterbacks that started for the 49ers last season, um, 
Trey Lance probably looked the worst, even though he only played, what, like one and a half games. Uh, but when he was out there, he didn't look like, okay, this guy's definitely our guy, and that's why there is so many questions there in San Francisco. So do they go out and get a Tom Brady out of retirement, uh, which in that case neither of those guys would be playing? Um or do they roll with Lance and, and believe in him until Purdy's ready to go? Or I mean, there's so much controversy then. So I think it's an interesting – it's probably the most intriguing quarterback situation because – or at least outside of like Baltimore and not knowing their future. But with teams that you know, at least two of the guys that are going to be competing, um, it's the most interesting because – uh, they're both young. They both have talent. That's clear. But which direction do you go? And they're needing just a solid quarterback because that team is the best roster, arguably, in the NFL surrounding the quarterback position. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's definitely going to be a, a fun off season there and to see what happens and obviously Purdy coming off injury and Lance is coming off injury so how good will either of them be moving forward is all things to consider but uh you know hopefully Brock Purdy returns I think he's a great story so I, I like to see him continue to have success yeah I, I do as well uh some other news uh Brandon Graham has re-signed a one-year deal with the Eagles um seeing some other things coming out here as well uh it looks like we have other kind of i guess not breaking news we talked it's it was breaking news yesterday when it came out but it appears odell buckham jr is going to hold a workout for teams today uh as he is now fully healthy yeah uh is he washed i don't know we haven't seen him play in too long now on the free agent market i think you got to put him above obj just simply because obj hasn't played and he's had back-to-back pretty significant knee injuries. So uh, an aging wide receiver with some injury concerns really doesn't jump out at a lot of people. And OBJ didn't sign with anybody during the regular season. I think a lot of that had to do with when when is he going to be able to play. People thought maybe come wild card weekend, but at that point then would he even be able to help you? Uh, so somebody will probably sign him. But I don't know how much money he's going to get. I don't know much, how much you can expect unless in this workout he looks terrible. And with those two guys, what what teams are we thinking that would sign him? I, I, are you looking at a team that's I don't know, we already know been the a Cowboys Super Bowl contender interested. that wants to become maybe more of a Super Bowl contender looking for a veteran wide receiver two, wide receiver three? Remember remember the Cowboys were interested, Cowboys in, o- were interested Odell in Odell, but for Odell a never run. went. Odell didn't do anything because he wasn't healthy yet. The Giants. I mean, Thielen would have interest, I think, from if the Jets are teams, getting Rodgers. Do you have enough money to go after one of these two guys to get him some weapons? Beckham, Buffalo. Do you want a wide receiver too? Beckham. It just kind of depends on how he looks. Um, and but I think again, the money probably ton, and what your expectation is is probably more of a res- wide receiver three. So it's probably a team that's already toward the top, like the teams that were linked to him in the past, so like the Cowboys, the Bills, maybe the Ravens, but it doesn't seem like the Ravens would have much interest in Odell Beckham Jr. So that's kind of my thought process. Is is a team 
that would go after Beckham would probably be a team that's already pretty set up at wide receiver and just could use another guy and, and you take a flyer on him. Uh, he could also go back to the Rams for all we know. Yeah. Um, we know, or the rumor is that Sean McVay is trying to, you know, get rid of the defensive contracts that they have and just build like a super offense. That's kind of been the, the rumor I've been hearing on Twitter and, and just on other shows and stuff like that. So, um, maybe that's a move for him. Uh, it's definitely an interesting wide receiver market. I think teams though would go after Thielen. A lot of teams would go after him if they're set at wide receiver or if they need a wide receiver because you know he's still very productive. Yeah, uh, they definitely do. Uh, what else we have on this the show sheet today? Darius Slay. The Eagles are letting Darius Slay. Uh, seek a trade, but they do hope he stays. Darius Slay, one of the one of the top tier cornerbacks in the league. Uh, obviously, he didn't. He, well, it says he didn't ask for the trade. Uh, they're still hoping to find a solution where uh, Slay remains an Eagle. He is a 32 year old in the final year of his three year, fifty million dollar contract. Um, but uh, it's an interesting thing the Eagles are doing here. It's definitely tough to find a trade number partner. one corner right now, and it does seem like. Um, it's a tough position to, I guess, value a ton, even though obviously you want a good cornerback. Yes. And I think most people say that. But the difference between the cornerbacks, I think, is less now than maybe what it used to be because of the rule changes and how beneficial it is for the offense. Like, Sauce Gardner had a really good season, but, like, cornerbacks don't win you games. And there hasn't been a Darrell Revis or Richard Sherman type in a while, it seems to me, where you felt like that guy just took away an entire side of the field or took away a complete player. Um, And that's why it's tough to invest in that position. So I think he'll probably end up staying with the Eagles um, because, like you said, Spencer, he is aging. Yeah, Uh, He still has some money due. How much are teams willing to get for an aging corner at this point that you're um, probably only going to get for a year yeah. maybe two yeah. he, he, he's 32 I mean, especially if they're trading that position well, there's not they, much longer yeah well if they traded him he's still got one year left on his deal do they restructure it at a couple years or is this one of those uh one year trade prove it deals like mm-hmm. you see a lot of trades and at that point he could have a good year but then he's 30 he'll be 33 I don't know. The contracts in the NFL right now are so confusing uh, because all these guys want guaranteed contracts. They want this and they want that. They want this and want, and then they're just they're aging. So the, the you know twenty eight is really that last year. Twenty eight, twenty nine is your, when you're going to get your last really big contract, or maybe even you're pushing thirty. You're pushing it. Uh, but I really do think that uh, you know this and was, that this could be his last position too. Yeah, I mean this is a three year, fifty million dollar contract, base salary of seventeen million in twenty twenty three, with a cap hit of over twenty six million. I mean that's a lot to ask for. You're going to have to keep some of that cap hit if you're going to mm-hmm. trade him. Which is partially why the Eagles want to get rid of him because they have a lot of free agents. I mean, yeah. a lot of their offensive line is either a free agent or may consider retirement in Jason Kelsey. So, you know, that was their strength of their team was their offensive line, and that group's going to probably get broken up. Um, your defensive line as well, I mean, they were able to retain Brandon Graham, but I think a few other guys on that D-line are free agents. I believe Fletcher Cox is, so... Um, you know, you're you're gonna have to 
figure out something to keep this team in place, and that's kind of the risk that you run uh, with the Eagles while they have a lot of young talent on that roster. They did go out and they made a lot of moves to kind of go all in uh, for like a one- or two-year window, and now you're in a place where a lot of those guys are going to be free agents and probably leave your team. So that's why they're probably looking to move on from Slay, not so much that he – is completely dropped off or anything like that. They'd like to keep him in terms of they like the player, but the money just doesn't make sense at this point in his career, especially with all the other positions that they're going to have to try to retain, and especially if you're offensive line uh, where you want that group together because that's where the Eagles really dominated was up front. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot obviously still going on. I believe the league year, new year begins next week. March 15th. Is the beginning of free agency, I believe. Yeah, so that's next Wednesday. So a lot to going on. We'll have a lot to talk about next week, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Talk Capitals and Wizards headed into the weekend. The Capitals lose a tough one once again last night. Wizards back in action tonight. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Run away with With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. We're talking with Martinsburg CPA, Ken Apple. Ken, should I concentrate on paying as little taxes as possible this year? Well, Rob, I want to pay the least taxes possible over my lifetime, and that might mean paying a little more taxes today than I'm legally required to by making a contribution to a Roth IRA, for example, instead of a traditional IRA. Because if I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket down the road, it not only affects my taxes, but could affect how much I pay for my Medicare insurance. Ken, how do we reach you for more information? You can reach me at 304-263-1100. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk 
Martin TV 10, brought in part by the Mary's Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Capitals in action last night. They'd get on the board first with just 10 seconds left in the first period. A goal from Trevor Van Riemsdyk. The Devils would get the next two, though, just 35 seconds apart from each other with goals from Eric Halla and Dawson Mercer. Take the lead on the road. Dylan Strom would score his 15th of the season uh, a couple minutes later, and things would be knotted up again. There'd be no score in the third period heading to overtime, then no score in overtime, and the Devils would win in the shootout. The Capitals fall once again uh not looking good uh with the little glimmer of hope that they had had they're back in action tomorrow at new at the new york islanders 7 30 puck drop pregame will be on talk radio wrnr at 7 15 i mean i know they had what you just called a glimmer of hope but also I, i kind of when nick mentioned it at the beginning of the week agreed with him uh yeah, they got two straight wins in the West Coast. It was against two of the worst teams in the NHL, and then they go play the Kings, a playoff contender, and then the Devils, who are also a playoff contender. Um, you got a point, but you got basically dominated. I mean, other than finally some pretty solid goaltending for the Capitals, you were doubled up almost in shots in the game. Uh, you couldn't make a penalty shot there in the shootout at the end when you still had Oshi Backstrom uh Kuznetsov I think and might have been Ovechkin as the fourth I can't remember but it, you want this team in the playoffs if you're a fan but at the same time you know they're not going to do anything if yeah. they get there yep 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 unfortunately but uh you know we'll have their games on the radio through the rest of the season uh, the Wizards, they're back in action tonight to finish their uh, their two-game homestand against uh, the Atlanta Hawks. They're back-to-backs with the Hawks. Hawks took the other game uh, closely. Both teams pretty close in the standings, but the Hawks, they're at 500. Wizards are four games under 500. That game tonight at 7. We'll have it on the radio for you at 645 with the pregame. Nick, your thoughts on this game as the Wizards' playoff hopes are also in a glimmer of hope. Yeah, I think you could obviously use a win here tonight for Washington after falling to Atlanta the other night. Um, you've kind of been trending in the wrong direction as of late. And, uh, you know, the Wizards are trying to obviously be a playoff team. Um, so if they want to be a playoff team, they got to start picking some wins up here. We're getting toward the end of the regular season. Uh, and they are still in the play-in, but... You need to build some momentum heading into the play-in uh, to have any shot at that eight seed and or even seven seed potentially. Um, but both would be, you know, as we've said before, really tough first-round series. So the Wizards are in a position where they're, I think, kind of trying to build some momentum potentially for next season uh, because it, it's obvious that they don't want to give up on this core, but. They just haven't been able to, you know, win consistently. Yeah, they really haven't. But once again, Wizards tonight at 6.45, the pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off against the Hawks. Capitals tomorrow, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 puck drop with the Caps and the Islanders. Then Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m., 
the Selection Sunday show for the NCAA tournament, which we'll have all for you on Talk Radio WRNR. But the, that'll do it for this week of shows here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Sports Mix. Uh, got some things up our sleeves for next week. Have been in contact with the one and only Tyson Page, and hopefully we'll have him on the show next week as this draft process continues ahead of next month's draft. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Gerald Wright, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Priest saying so long. We'll talk to you on Monday. Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, Inwood, Berkeley Springs.